You know, in lots of ways, this is just a weird, hard season. But of course, we're finding ways to cope. For example, it's interesting. Now we don't want to use dollar bills because they spread germs. And no kidding, I mean, last week I heard two of our very own parishioners trading Chardonnay for Charmin. That's right, wine for toilet paper. Who knew toilet paper would be the new paper currency? I mean, after 10 weeks of confinement without a haircut, it's starting to be a real thing uh, for several of us. Uh, my hair, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm Ringo Starr. You know, and before March of this year, I thought that Zoom was like a, like code, how we tease the Air Force guys, calling them Zoomies. You know, heck, I never thought I'd declare Facebook to be blessed for connecting us in this isolation, but thank you for all of you who sent those pictures of your kids dancing, and, and it's how we broadcast our worship. But you know, it's actually not Zoom or Facebook that really connects us. There is this invisible tie of love, of energy, or something that holds us all together in God's luminous tie. Yes, our faith, we continue to miss each other drastically, but we are held. Even the social distancing can never sever the tie that binds us together, for we are all bound by God's Spirit. You know, as I participated in the Zoom Bible study on Wednesday, I was pleased that Daniel Payne uh, started off the session, much like Joe Taylor does, by inviting us to, to read the scripture, the gospel, twice using Lexio Divina. And that's reading the lesson slowly and out loud, listening to where the Spirit's movement touches our minds and our hearts and, and finding a phrase that resonates in us and then sharing that phrase. And even before that session, the phrase that has so resonated with me in this new pandemic paradigm was, I will not leave you orphaned. Orphaned, alone, without supports or parents. Orphaned to me sounds like a feeling of isolation and being lonely in this world. It's interesting that Jesus used the word orphaned it's such a potent metaphor. What he was about to do, the master was, was leaving his beloved disciples, preparing to die, and almost understanding that his death would strike terror in the hearts of those he loved and those who loved him and who knew him so well. He surely knew that they would feel vulnerable. And so he offers this valuable comfort, even as he knows how the night will unfold knowing that they would run for their own lives, abandoning him. And yet Jesus is that friend, that Anamkara, that soul friend, who loves them anyway and always, unconditionally. So honestly for us today, after these 10 weeks of isolation, of loss and uncertainty, of grief, with lots more separation to go, how comforting it is for us to be reminded of Jesus' own words that I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. And this scene becomes especially important to us who need to internalize it now. I mean, it's easy enough for us to feel orphaned 
as this confinement is expanded from weeks to potentially months. Certainly, I'm grateful that we have this phone tree where we check on each other. But even then, most of us won't come out and share, I'm lonely. But loneliness is real. And it's such a hard thing to even identify in ourselves. There's a stigma that it carries, such that we don't even want to admit it to ourselves. All of our lives, we've just been these self-sufficient people. I recently heard about the story of an Air Force commander, and she was addressing her deployed troops. And in a real way, she asked them, how are you doing? And they answered that they were tired, tired, really tired. And then she asked them, honestly, are any of you lonely? And they couldn't even speak. They put their heads down and their hands up. She had named it. Yes, I'm lonely. And so here's these strong young people that were out on an adventure that really mattered. And yet there was this gap in the social connection between what they needed and what they had. And even before this pandemic, the world has faced this crisis of loneliness. In Great Britain, for example, Prime Minister May, she created this new office and appointed a minister of loneliness. That's telling. I've recently discovered a really good podcast and it's hosted by Brene Brown and it's called Unlocking Us. And one of the guests was this former Surgeon General of the United States and his name was Dr. Vivek Monthly. And it makes, he, he makes this case that loneliness is a major public health concern, that it leads to depression and frustration and violence and, and anxiety. And I only wanna to touch on what his research was just slightly, but in the study, he gives us some news that might be helpful. Researchers have shown that there are three dimensions to loneliness. One, there's this sort of inter-ring where we need to have an intimate friend, almost like a marriage partner. And then there's this next ring of our, of our closest friends, our confidants. And then there's this outer ring where we need to have a community of people that sort of have the same sense of purpose, like a church. And they found that if you have a void in any one of these three dimensions, that you will feel lonely, orphaned. And I think just knowing this, that we need social contact in all three of these dimensions really helps us explain this, these bouts of loneliness that were happening. It helps me to understand the feeling of guilt and grief because we're not having these normal social interactions. And especially we bring denied those once in a lifetime events. We feel that void. It helps me to understand why so many people have adopted pets this month and how valuable that mutual comfort is with our pet, this companion who is actually in our inner circle. And especially when this period of, of forecast is that we're gonna be separated from others. We're actually finding that we're better together. And yet this creaturely need that we have for a true friend and our, our circles of connectedness actually makes us like God. God, who lives in a trinity of per persons, practices self-offering love all the time with his inner circle and ever outward. So that at the Last Supper, with only one night to communicate courage to his disciples, Jesus shares with them 
an absolutely amazing thing. The coming of this certain presence who will be with them in his absence. That in fact, God himself will come alongside them and even take up residence inside them. Even as language fails, Jesus tries to describe this spiritual reality of indwelling, saying that on that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. You know, I'm so literal-minded. Jesus has got me imagining nested dolls. I've brought them. So Jesus is in the Father, and I am in Jesus, and Jesus is in me. But what he's actually describing that we now know is this indissoluble, indestructible, intermeshed life in Christ, whether we always feel it or not. We've been incredibly ushered into this never home alone reality. And so now in 2020, it's precisely because God dwells in us and links our hearts to one another that we truly miss the affection of our church family. Yet in reality, because of the Holy Spirit, it's only space that separates us. You've noticed it. No doubt there's actually presence in the absence. Our prayers, our phone calls, our drive-by celebrations, our monetary gifts for the hungry, our efforts to worship together from afar, all these offerings bring hope and joy, uniting us as God's children, hardly orphans. Yes, indeed, there's certainly a lot that's changed in these past two months. I mean, we share this whole new lingo together. N95 masks, flatten the curb, social distancing, and yet, even as things are weird, remember that everything that truly matters will last. Even apart, we've witnessed God's spirit holding us together. So my advice is we just uh, kind of stay the course. We stay brave and we stay kind, giving thanks for all that we have quite been given, that we are never alone. And for now, we continue to just wash our hands and wear our masks and say our prayers and check on one another, allowing these concrete practices to be our way of loving Jesus, which is the way of loving others. For we are not orphaned. Amen.